I'm not about building. I'm about reloading. People want to know what's your system. Your system's your players. This coaching staff will build the system to what our players can do. When we meet as coaches, I, I ask them, please don't tell me what our players can't do. Tell me what they can do and then build around that. Our quarterback here, we can win with. We can win the championship with. With that, I can't say how, again, how excited I am to be a Tampa Bay Buck. to a real bucks talk podcast this is michael plus joined by mark ramirez as always and man we got bucks fans have to be excited after hearing uh what you heard there from bruce arians uh he is putting quite the staff together and it looks like he is just i mean he's full of confidence talking about this football team and can't wait to get started mark uh your thoughts on it i mean just pure excitement right now again yeah very excited we actually have a coach that knows how to coach and like he said, it's not a system. It's what his players can do. Right. These are all things that we've been saying for years. And now you actually have a coach that's saying it out loud from before he even got questions asked. He said, this is what I do. So you're already getting a huge just vote of confidence from him just from that, just from hearing the, the man speak, right? Mm-hmm. That's already huge for me. Then taught him how happy he is with the coaching staff he has, all the guys he's grown up with in the NFL are with him, coming from Temple all the way. Mm-hmm. With, and he's confident they're like the best coaching staff in the league. Yeah. Who, who better to coach these young guys to be to their full potential? And there's so much we got to get into, but even just the fact that there's so many coaching that so many coaches that there's going to be two separate practices. Right. Yeah. That's huge, and especially for young, young NFL players that need to learn the position, get more reps. Mm-hmm. How awesome is that? Yeah, I mean that that gets me that gets me pumped up just knowing that people aren't going to be sitting around watching like everyone's going to be doing something at all times. Uh there's no wasted no wasted time at any at any point during the week and that that is very exciting and it it just feels great that we're going to have actual game plans. We're not going to get out scheme this year. Um you know, guys are going to be prepared and be in spots to be successful. And I mean it's it starts with Jameis, I think, you know going from there and, you know, to your, your core players that he feels we have here, uh, just, it's overall refreshing. Uh, it's probably the best word because we haven't had that in a long time. Yeah. And then the fact that he has that much confidence in Jameis mm-hmm. and he's known him since ninth grade, but still that just doesn't mean it. It means he knows he's huge on relationships and building that trust and that, what was the three? It was trust, respect and loyalty and loyalty. Mm-hmm. So, and I think he's a good judge and, people first so if if he knows Jameis winston can do it he can do it i mean all these guys have been following him and really pushing and trying to be the best player they can be it's usually for him because he knows how to dial into that yeah and he's that type of guy cutter i mean i don't really mean to dial him he's gone it's just he didn't seem like he had this this type of voice this type of to say it the way arian says it right with that like how light says with the it factor mm-hmm. he's just a leader of men, and he has these guys under him who know how to lead and push their rooms to as much as they can get out of these guys. Right. 
And the fact that he has confidence in Winston, I love it. Um, and then he goes into the, the coaching of how he saw our team and how he thinks that we should get a lot more into it. And let me play that real quick. This is huge on what he saw about coaching in the NFL. Has that been a big part of, of your development as a coach through all these years, learning how to adapt to players? I mean, yeah, I mean, that, to me, that's coaching. The guys that come in and say, hey, this is our system, and look at the GM and say, we don't have any players. That's really bad coaching. Okay. You know, do what they do. Right. Give them a chance to win. That's, that's the job of a coach. You know, I, as a player, I played in a drop-back passing game. I wasn't very good. I, all of a sudden, we ran to wishbone. I was, I was a starting quarterback. Uh-huh. And uh, so that do what your players do best. No, it's yeah. just simple, right? Yeah. That, that's what we've been saying for a while. I mean, I know you, you're the one that sent me this clip. <laughs> I'm like, geez. Yeah. Flat out. And it says exactly what you're supposed to do. It's just doing it. Don't pigeonhole them to do only what you want them to do. Obviously, if it's not going to work, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, when he talks about, you know, that's bad coaching, you could kind of feel like Scott Smith wanted to give out a little chuckle there because, like, I think he knows, like, the coaching the coaching here for over the last couple of years just haven't been up to par. And now you're getting a guy in here that really understands what he wants to do and what he wants to accomplish. There is no second-guessing. There is no – None of this, oh, I can't put my finger on it. There's, you know, there's a plan in place. And that's that's very exciting to hear, knowing that these guys are going to be given their best opportunity on the field uh, to have success. And we just haven't seen that, I don't know how long. It's probably, probably since Gruden was here. I mean, you can you can make all your, you know, excuses with Gruden and all this, but the guy can coach. Like, he knows X's and O's, and he knows how to put guys in, in spots to be uh, the best they can be. Yeah, he his biggest thing is he wants his older guys to do it. He doesn't really build yeah. through the younger guys. And patience. But yeah. Yeah. Bruce is the opposite. Like, he's patient. He loves rookies. He loves veteran players. He knows how to, um, you know, he knows how to relate to everyone. I think that's the biggest thing. I think he just knows how to find guys that can – he finds what the do, the guys do best, and he mm-hmm. puts them in those positions to succeed. Right. Like what Mike Smith has been saying when he was here, mm-hmm. but he didn't really do it. Right. It was more – Finding guys that fit what he wants them to do mm-hmm. in his system. And this isn't that's not how it should be. It should be the other way around. Right. And this is a day after his press conference, him talking about what he sees what the Bucks did last year. Tell me this is not exactly what you should be thinking. Right. Well, obviously but they had a great offense last year. Needed to score better in the red zone. Uh, a lot of yards, more points needed. Uh, defensively, uh, injuries. You know, a lot of young guys in the secondary, I think, have really good players. And uh, like I said, with Todd, we'll say 3 4, we'll say 4. We're going to do what our players do best. We're going to put them in positions to win. <laughs> a day later, he knows exactly what the whole Buck season was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, between the 20s, great. In the red zone, bullshit. Don't know how to execute, don't know what, what the hell to even do in there because there's not enough space. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he sees after a day. Let's see what happens when he has to game plan and actually use what he has. He's going to see O.J. Howard. He's going to see Mike Evans. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. What, they don't need space. They are the space. Right. Throw it up and let them make more space because they're that damn big. So I can just see him, how happy he's probably going to be, and not to mention Leftwich calling the plays. That's another huge thing. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, those are great points. I mean, he pretty much summed up our season last year and. Uh, now he's going to go into the office. He's going to evaluate each player on this roster and really see what he has, you know, as a team. And 
And I, I guarantee he'll put, you know, a very good game plan. His playbook is going to be his playbook, but at the same time, that playbook is either, you know, he adds to it or he slims it down based on his personnel. Um, he's going to make sure those plays fit what he wants to get done. And, um, you know, no biscuit, no, or what is it? Uh, no I risk met, it, no biscuit. No risk it, no biscuit. I already messed it up. But, you blew it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, he's going to attack down the field. I mean, that's going to be one of the uh, similar things, but he's going to understand how to accomplish that better. And now with Brian Leftwich on board, uh, whose contract was officially signed today as we are recording, um, you know, that's another bright young coach that's coming in here, and he's a guy that understands the system. He played in the system under Bruce Arians, so he knows what to look for and knows how to uh, explain that to Jameis, and he'll be, he'll be able to help him, you know, where to look on this play, where to go this play, and just make it simple for him, and that's, that's the exciting part. Yeah, speaking of Leftwich, I was looking more into him before the podcast, and just he said, well, Carlson Palmer said himself that Leftwich has been in this offense seven, eight years, and that was when Palmer was still on the Cardinals. So Leftwich has been in this offense for a while, okay? And he was always the backup to Ben Roethlisberger, backup to someone, so he's – Literally, he's the coach on the sideline, and he, he said that himself. So he knows that offense. And then when he first came in contact with Bruce Arians, he was like, holy crap, the way this guy knows football and sees the game, there's something he always wanted. Mm-hmm. So you know Arians is already an offensive genius himself. So he's teaching that old left witch. And Arians says himself, he's a rising star. He's going to be a head coach quickly in this league. Mm-hmm. So if you have Arians' word of endorsement, I mean, that's high praise. I mean, Leftwich, we know him as a quarterback here. Yeah, long release, kind of goofy, but it's all in his mind now. Now mm-hmm. it's what can you teach to other players? Yep. Now, obviously, Arians knows good teachers. Leftwich probably is a damn good teacher, and I, I wouldn't want – you got a guy that knows how to play the game. He played it, and now he's talking to Jameis Winston with Clyde Christensen. But just what better? You have all these guys helping mm-hmm. that have been around this offense that know how to teach it so easily. It's not like – we have Todd Monk, and we're trying to force him to teach Arians' offense. That's probably a reason why it's a whole clean sweep. It's all new coaches. Right, yeah. And another thing I like that Arians said, especially about Jameis, is like um, he's going to tell him not to be afraid to throw interceptions. I think that's – Yeah, no that, pressure. Yeah, that that's huge. I mean, he's just going to make sure that he you know plays a little bit smarter, um, you know, build him up fundamentally, and then make sure he's on board as far as you know where to go with the football. But at the same time, he's not going to take out that aggression that, you know, Jameis likes to play with. I think that's that's what he needs. I mean, he's, he needs that perfect blend of being smart but also being aggressive at the same time. And Arians does a good job of, of balancing that. And, you know, it's it's going to be fun to see how it all comes together. Obviously, offensive line is going to be a – is going to be a priority this offseason. They're going to have to make sure they get those guys, um, you know, up to par because in an Arians offense, you know, he's going to need time. You're going to need time to, to throw the football, and uh, I think that will be a focus. Yeah, let's give that clip of him talking about Winston. No pressure whatsoever. I, I want him to relax and play the game. Uh, he's, talent's no issue. It's just becoming a little bit smarter um, with the, the Clyde Christensen as his quarterback coach and Byron Leftwich. He's going to be coached as well as I think he's ever been and more prepared than he's ever been uh, fundamentally and mentally. So it's his team. And I'll tell our players in the first meeting, this isn't my team. It's your team. We'll be as good as you want to be. Isn't that just the way he says things? Mm -hmm. Like there's meaning behind it. He's like, yeah, it's not his team. I'm just coaching you. It's you guys are the ones playing. Yeah. 
So if y'all execute, if y'all do what you're supposed to do, you're the winners. You're the ones doing it. I'm just guiding. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, and that's that's perfect. I mean, that's how it should be. Um, in reality, it is that way. I mean, players have to go out there and play the game and, and go win it. I mean, he's right. I mean, they'll be as good as they can take it. So, um, but I just love how, you know, he talks about, you know, this will probably be the best coached up, I should say, yeah, well coached that Jameis will be. I mean, yeah, right. going a little, little message there, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. he wasn't coached the best, right? And, and it just wasn't a good relationship between him and Dirk. I mean, Dirk didn't really want him at first, he wanted Mariota. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of you know, there's just a lot of signs there that you know, Dirk just wasn't all the way in, and you just can't have that with the, especially a young quarterback. You have to be either in or you have to go find someone else. and uh, it looks like Bruce is going to be that guy to, you know, he's all with Jameis. Like, this is it. Like, this is his guy. He's going to do whatever he can to make sure Jameis is successful so they can win the championship. Yeah, that. and then remember Cutter, the last, before the last game, he's out there saying, yeah, there's no, no, it's obvious that we're in a vertical offense and I have a quarterback that can't throw the vertical deep ball. I'm like, <laughs> you literally just said that? Yeah. The balls you have, and, and like, this is supposed to, you're supposed to have, give him confidence to do it. No, it, that's terrible. And then that's just saying it himself. You know he can't do it to that capability, and you're forcing him to do it. Right. That goes against everything Arians is saying. I, I just, it's just bad coaching, yeah. especially if that's the quarterback that you have. He can't run that system. Sorry. May, I, Arians is very similar, but I guarantee it won't be that often. It'll be different ways to manufacture a deep throw. Right. Obviously, him going on the run is a lot better. Maybe you're going to see a lot more bootlegs or mm-hmm. play-action rollouts. Because when Winston's on the damn run, he's beyond accurate. Mm-hmm. It's like, why the hell is it possible? I don't know. But if you see it, use it. Yeah. Right? So manufacture it that way. I hit him on the run, he can hit a deep ball for 80 yards down the damn field. Yeah. yeah. But one more clip about him talking about coaching. And this is a great. This is pretty much Cutter in a nutshell. Check out Bruce Arians talking. College game is, is starting to get in because – that's the players you're dealing with. You're dealing with guys that have never been in huddles, linemen that have never been in three-point stances. So you have to adjust your coaching style to to allow these guys to play. If you're gonna if you're gonna draft them high, you got you got to adjust to them. Mm-hmm. They can't adjust to you, or that it's going to take two or three years. You get fired, and somebody else will be coaching them. Mm-hmm. And so you got to adjust the way they play now. Aaron just called it. Yeah. <laughs> Two or three years, cut you out. Yeah. And and that's it's funny because that relates to a lot of coaching staffs around this league. Um, you see you see guys trying to force their issues. I mean, Hugh Jackson, that's like the biggest uh biggest example. Like he was trying to force his will on his team and uh it just didn't work out. Like he was trying to force the agenda, like we've been talking about, you know, over this last year with Dirk Cutter. It's just like you can't do that. You have to make sure these guys um are coached in the right way and that you're building to their strengths. And I think that's what you're going to see this season. We're not going to play to our weaknesses anymore. It's going to be what we do best. And we're going to build a game plan around that to beat the weakness of the other team. You know, even Harold Goodwin was saying it in his press conference, talking about how the NFL's changed. It's more towards one thing. There's no loyalty. It's all, you're just pushing your one thing. It's all about finding the, the players, finding the signal caller. That's what it's. That's what it's all about right now. Unfortunately, you yeah. know, when you look at head coaches, like everyone's trying to find the the Sean McVay. I don't know why, because when you really look at it, Sean McVay hasn't done anything yet. I mean, you know what? You got to find leaders and and guys that understand how to 
game plan, I think, is more importantly. Uh, and I think we got that with Bruce Arians. I'm, I'm fortunate that we went after him and everything worked out in, in place. Now it's about just getting the results and, you know, a long way to go. But, you know, the signs are there that this is going to be a positive thing. Yeah, and that's it. You're you're looking for the McVeighs, but if they're that young, how how long have they had time to build relationships? Like Bruce Arians says, it's all about relationships. How long have they had if they're 32, 33, like a McVeigh, mm-hmm. to build a relationship and get a great coaching staff with them? Just because he's smart does not mean he has everyone else, everyone else beneath him that's that smart to teach all these right. players. One guy can only go so much. It's It's got to be his voice mm-hmm. and what he knows and what he can spread to delegate. Yeah. Right, I think McVeigh's success really hinges on uh, Wade Phillips being there. I think yeah. that, I think that's the big proponent. I mean, it, that's like the perfect combo. If you can get a guy like that that's had a lot of years of experience, um, and you see the other coaches around the league trying to do that. Um, I think Matt Lafleur is trying to do that with. He's trying to get a veteran DC, and but I mean, it's just. But it's like what 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 has he built so far? He yeah, really. Yeah. Come on, I mean. Yeah. But Matt Nagy getting Chuck Pagano is a huge deal to me. Right, yeah. That's a big sign to me. I mean, but then again, Chuck Pagano just went on a really good team. It's already a playoff contender. So it's not that hard when you have a good team. Yeah, yeah when you're a new coach trying to recruit an old veteran, really good leading defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. how the hell are you going to do it? Right. He wants to be in a winner, not a loser. So, I mean, that's another huge reason why Arians to me is a Great sign. It was it wasn't just him. It's the coaching staff he has, yep. and he is raving about it. He likes his quarterback. He sees where our positives are. He's like, you look at some of our rooms; they're excellent. They're great. Mm-hmm. He knows it's the wide receivers, the tight ends. Yep. Um, I guarantee Todd Bowles looking at JPP, Nassib, and Vita Vea, and even yeah. McCoy. I mean, they use them correctly mm-hmm. and see what the hell they can do. Yeah. And another funny thing was uh, Jason Light was interviewed, and he was like. It, during the whole process, it wasn't just everyone saying our offense is awesome. They were also seeing the young secondary and players that we have on defense that can be used. Right. So it's not like there's it's barren. We have talent. Just get them to be used correctly. And Todd Bowles, like, well, let's, let's actually play that. What does Bruce Arians think of Todd Bowles? To expect from a Todd Bowles defense? Attack. Yeah. <laughs> Attack. And we're not sitting back and reading and reacting. We're going after people. Um Playing man to man, we're going to do what our players do best. Okay, that's what Todd does. He does a fantastic job of matching guys up to win in a game plan. And uh, I, I've been around a lot of good teachers, but not, none better than Todd. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, <laughs> teachers first. Uh-huh. Not just I'm yelling at people. I'm, I'm I'm a teacher, and I'm teaching you what you're going to do to beat the man in front of you. And a lot of and he said a lot of man to man game planning and giving the illusion of a blitz. But really, that's all you need. You need this quarterback scared because he thinks you're coming in. Yeah. And that's when mistakes happen. Yeah, I just like that both mindsets on both sides of the ball match. I mean, he's they're going to attack on offense. They're going to attack on defense. Um, we're going to be a very aggressive team in this league, and, and that's what I like to see. Is it really fits uh, the style of this team. I think it fits the style of the players. Um, you got a lot of young talent on both sides of the ball that want to be aggressive and, and put up points but also make plays on defense. And I think that's that's going to be you know the fun part in seeing how this really forms together and shapes up. And you know a lot of people were getting into the three four versus four three, and you know it just it doesn't really it doesn't really matter because like uh, Bruce has said, you know you're going to be in the nickel seventy percent of the time. Um, you're going to be attacking with you know whatever you think's best to get after the quarterback. 
uh, especially in the division that we play in, we have to get after the quarterback or else, you know, it's trouble. It's, it's hard to prevent those guys from having success because they're so damn good. Uh, so you have to get pressure consistently week to week. Yeah. And then I, I love the fact that I'm looking for the clip, but that pretty much Todd Bowles and Bruce Arians mm. are polar opposites. And if y'all haven't noticed, Plus and I are almost polar opposites. Plus is the more calm, cool, collected, quiet. I'm just the loud, obnoxious, pain in the ass. <laughs> and literally it seems like Bruce Aaron and Todd Bowles is like me and him. It's just yeah. hilarious. And like just to hear someone ask Todd Bowles about what – oh, Bruce Aaron said it's going to be a quick, easy fix. He needs to start laughing. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, that's Bruce talking. He's like, I know it's going to be a lot of hard work. Actually, I think this is it here. That's great. Just – it made me laugh on this one. Shouldn't be too difficult. I'm gonna leave that up to Bruce. That's where we differ. Uh, <laughs> Bruce kind of talks, and I don't. So we, we're, we're a good match that way. I'm gonna say we're gonna get to work, and obviously we want to go to playoffs and win the Super Bowl, and that's the goal, and that's what we're gonna shoot for. But. There's a lot of hard work that goes into it, and we're going to roll our sleeves up and get going. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that is, uh, that's excellent, and I agree with Mark. I mean, uh, it makes sense. I mean, I'm, I'm in the mindset of, you know, let's wait. Let's see what we have. We have lots of work to do, and, uh, you know, Mark's just, like, ready to, to get it going, you know, every time. And I'm like, okay, all right, yeah, I'm with you, but let's, let's plan it out, make sure this is the right process. And it looks like Todd Bowles is going to take kind of the same approach, and, and that's a good thing. But it's also it's why probably they're working together because it balances so well. And uh, it's it's why they're probably great friends because they can just they can relate well together, but also you know hold each other accountable. I think that's that's a good thing. Because they both probably have the same principles, like we've always been talking mm-hmm. principles of how they view football yeah. and how it should be played, and how you should be able to teach that to others. They're probably both the same in teaching, but one's rah rah, the other one's calm, cool, and collected until he's about to explode. Yeah. And I think that's what Todd Bowles is. He's quiet until he's like, you're doing this shit wrong. You need to listen. <laughs> and that's what Jason Light was saying about him too. But, yeah, ask Peter Crass how they feel about <laughs> Plus and I. Like, yeah, he Plus is the quiet. Yeah. I'm going to keep it to myself. I'm just loud and in your damn face. Yeah. But, I mean, it's I, – I love the coaching staff. Every, everyone has their own thing. Yeah, and then another thing, like everyone's worried about, oh, there's no minorities hired as a head coach this year. Well, this year, mm-hmm. but we just hired every minority under Bruce Arians, right? And he literally thinks all of them as head coaches. Yeah, I think we're probably the only team with three minorities as OC, DC, and then special teams coordinator yeah. as well. And uh, speaking of the special teams coordinator, Keith Armstrong yeah. is a joy to listen to. Like he's in your face, really excited, pump you up. Uh, just and has this that... is special teams coach. Y- yeah. Y'all, y'all gave, think that's a afterthought? No, he. This is like his shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he he commands the room. Like talking about a guy that commands the room, he does it. Same thing with Harold Goodwin. Um, all those guys, even even Todd Bowles, they just command it in different ways. But um, very very exciting to see how they talk football, and it's you can kind of tell like it's all one voice like and that's how it should be like everyone's on the same page as far as how they view you know how this team should operate and that's they all talk about you know when they get together we just like how everyone works together and that's that's exciting stuff right there yeah they're all saying similar things Mm -hmm. they all have the same principle of oh we're not going to force a player to do something we're going to play to what 
this player does best, right? And it's so simple, and in, you hear it with all of them. Keith Armstrong, Harold Goodwin, Todd Bowles, and probably um, Lefkowitz, too, but we haven't heard from him yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just exciting to to see, like, they're all on the same page. And I think you're going to have this staff. Now the main thing going into the offseason is seeing the staff work with the scouting staff and working with Jason Light together to make sure they, you know, get the right free agents in here, get the right, um, you know, draftees and, and all that, all those things to make this roster complete, you know, more uh, get better depth uh, going forward. Uh, but with that being said, I think we're going to transfer into uh, some questions from the fans. Um, and let's start it off with Chuck, who says, B.A. talked about making a list with mental mistakes and indicating laziness or not giving a shit. If he was looking at the 2018 books, what guys would be high on that list? Okay. Can I start? Yeah, go ahead. Brent Grimes. Obviously. Deshaun Jackson. Um, not giving a shit. Hmm. Who else didn't give a shit? I would say Donovan Smith at times. Just laziness. Well, laziness, yeah. Mm-hmm. People that just didn't know what the hell they were doing, Isaiah Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> and that maybe not just laziness. It may just be not transitioning or maybe not being used correctly. Right. Um, I'm trying to think of like penalty offenders, like high penalty offenders. Yeah, yeah Donovan Smith penalties. Yeah. Um, maybe even Ryan, got some. Ryan Jensen at times. But again, his is more just being over aggressive. Yeah. So I don't think Arians would find that. Too too hard. Yeah, I mean, it's just the usual suspects, the yeah. guys that we've been saying a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, there weren't many lazy guys. I mean, guys, everyone really did try. Yeah, I think right? effort was wasn't just, a problem. Yeah, I mean, they did try for Dirk. I mean, we almost won the last game. I was mm-hmm. like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just not that many on the list. I mean, it's the usual characters, like we said. Yeah. Uh, let's go into the next question by Tommy Travis. Uh, how much extra time during OTAs do we get now that we have a new head coach? He says two weeks, I believe. Uh, I think that's correct. Yeah, I, it is I, correct. I think it's uh, we get to start April first, while other teams, I believe, start like uh, around April eighteenth or so. Uh, so we have a little head start, which is nice. Um, you know, get it, get acclimated with everyone. So that's good. Um, and then he has another question. Uh, with Cougar officially out, what's the story on Gilbert? So he's talking about our new o- offensive line coach. Yeah, yeah, it's a little disappointing, you know, because Cougar was like, I mean, he was in high demand. And it looks like he still is. Um, I guess they just couldn't agree on contract numbers and decided to move on and and get you know another guy that they're familiar with and, and Joe Gilbert, who has a lot of experience and has coached um, some good offensive lines, had some. Had some trouble with you know his his couple of stints with Indianapolis Colts, but that was more so on injuries and lack of talent. But he actually did a decent job where you know for the most part they didn't give up a lot of sacks um, and really produced some high numbers with Andrew Luck when he was you know coming into his own you know those first couple of years. Um, so I mean I don't I don't mind it. Yeah, you you knew more about him. I've, <laughs> I've been working. I've been running. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you you filled me in on that. So everything you said, I agree. But I'll, I'll look more into it later. Mm-hmm. Uh, next question from D. Mosh. Uh, what do you think of the position coaches BA has put together? Do you see a big picture or common thread they all share? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we, we agree with that. I mean, they all have the same goal, it looks like. They're all on the same page. Um very impressive staff. I mean, we just confirmed uh, Larry Foote and Mike Caldwell as our linebacker coaches. I like that they're going to have two. It looks like they're going to have two coaches at every position. Um, that's what it feels. Isn't that crazy. That's what it feels like, and I think that's what goes into you know having two practices going on at the same time and really making sure 
these guys are developed and and uh you know playing their best at all yeah, times like aaron or aaron uh goodwin is well, i don't know why is it aaron goodwin <laughs> i don't know but goodwin is literally the assistant head coach and he's run game coordinator right that, that's not really a, a title of what you're exactly doing. And he's going to help Joe Gilbert in the yeah. offense line. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's what he said in his press conference. I'm just – I literally primarily look at offensive line. I've always done it. I like to master it. So a guy like that helping out this other Joe Gilbert, mm-hmm. you have two guys again. Right. Two linebackers coach. And then the wide receivers coach, you said was 31 years old? Yeah, he's coming over. He worked uh, extensively with Nick Saban uh, for six years. And then he came over to Arizona, um, I believe, as just an assistant. And then last year he was the receivers coach for the whole season for the first time. Well, I'm going to have to look more into that, too. See, like, what wide receivers he had in Alabama and then Mm – I mean, imagine being that – he's 31 now, so imagine being that young coaching yeah. Larry Fitzgerald. He's probably the same damn age. <laughs> well, Larry's a little older. I think Larry's like 36 now. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> so that's crazy. Um, let me see. What do we got next? Uh, oh, it's Tommy Travis again. Yeah, Tommy Travis. Now I, was still, now I was still in the military back when Lovey was hired, so I wasn't able to follow the Bucks as easily. Does the hype around B.A. feel similar, or is this the real deal? Well, first, you know, thank you for your service. Um, but as far as Lovey goes, I mean, I think me and Mark were, I don't know, I, I guess we were semi, a little excited just because of his past with the Bucks. But I don't think it was this kind of excitement that we have going on right now. I think it was more questions, um, maybe more concerned with Lovey, I think, going forward. Yeah, would the cover two even work anymore? Right. Which obviously it didn't. And then just... I we still needed someone to change a culture. I mean, I yeah. guess they were hoping. And plus, we didn't even have Jason Light at the time, so no. you know that was more you know who he's going to bring as GM. And there's just a lot more unsolved uh, uh, questions. Nowhere near the amount of hype right now. Right, and like, not and nowhere near the talent. Yeah, there was more questions, and then will Lovey be able to 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 fix what the hell was going on? It was it was bad. Like yeah. the, the talent wasn't really there. Then you had a quarterback that was. Was he in drug or on drugs? Is he drinking too much? Is mm-hmm. he eating enough? Or is he eating not enough? Yeah. Or too much? I mean, so I mean, it was just way too many things that were going wrong. Right now, you just you have an offense going really great. You just need them to be showing the direction of how to be great. Yep. They're on the brink, and they need to be pushed to be great. And a young defense that, if used correctly, could be pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Especially with a, a guy that's man to man, Carlton Davis. Now he can be playing like how he wants to play. Right. So be prepared. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next question again by Tommy. Uh, one thing I noticed from the assistant press conferences was that the coaches want to coach for him. They're not just taking a job. They want to be with him. Yeah, I mean, we we touched on that. I think it's just the relationships like Bruce Arians talks about. I mean, all these guys, uh, you know, when they speak of Bruce Arians, they all talk about him like he's a father figure. You know, they all say, you know, he's their football dad. And, mm-hmm. um you know, that's great. I mean, I, it just shows – it goes back to the trust, loyalty, and respect thing. And I think all these guys that he brings in, like, they're going to do everything they can to be successful because they don't want to disappoint Bruce. I think that's – you know, that's a good thing. Another good thing is Arians has that same feeling towards Jason Light. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big, big deal. And Jameis. Right? Yeah. So, like, he came he's like, the only reason why I have this job is because I liked Jason Light. I knew what type of person he was and how good he is at what he does. Mm-hmm. So that's – a vote of, vote of confidence right there, again. So it's not just towards the players, his coaching staff. It's also that coach-GM connection. And, yeah, they're going to be together in personnel moves, but mm. he doesn't care who gets the credit. It's 
they just want to win on the field. Yeah. And that's one common goal. It's what you need to have. Yep. And another one by Tommy. Uh, BA spoke heavily on loyalty and family. With that, with that said, sounds like we might get a shot at Matthew and free agency, and maybe McCoy stays. Your your guys' thoughts? Um, I can see the connection with Teron with you. Mm-hmm. I honestly can. Uh, he's going to have to take a discount if he comes here. He's that good of a player. I think we talked about this earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, Woody. Should he? I would say yes. Uh, <laughs> you can never have enough good athletic players that fly to the ball like he does. Right. Um, especially to go along teaching Jordan Whitehead, who's another, and, and Justin Evans. Jesus. And that'd be a lot of talent back there. Mm-hmm. And just the way they play defense is aggressive. Fly yeah. to the ball. Yeah. So, would he, would he and should he? I think he should. Would we pay the money he wants? I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, like I said, he could get a discount. But McCoy... I think this defense and the way they teach, they're going to give everyone a shot to be here, and they'll say, prove us that you don't deserve to be here. Mm-hmm. Like that list you were talking about, laziness or yeah. just being an idiot. Yeah, when they start showing that, then they start, okay, now it's time to go because mm-hmm. you got your second chance. No, you're done. Yeah, I, and I agree with that. I think, um, you know, I, I think Matthew will definitely be considered if it's an option or if it's a possibility of you know making it happen again it depends on what they do with other personnel as far as decisions on you know adam humphreys quan alexander donovan smith etc and how much cap space are they going to have um who is going to be released who's going to be cut um Jeremy mccoy factors into that you know are they going to trade him or are they going to release him uh are they going to restructure his contract you know all those things play a part into it uh but you know, would I like to have them both? Absolutely, because I think they're good football players, and especially for McCoy, I think this fits this system that they're going to bring here. I think fits him perfectly because he is attacking style type of defense. You know, he likes to get up the field and and get into the backfield, so that fits him. Um, but we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'll, I'll read you the last one. Okay, this is from I am a burger and fries kind of guy. <laughs> Do you think? Do you guys think Kareem Hunt has a chance or will be a Buccaneer in 2019? It's a great question. It's been going around uh, Twitter over the last couple of days. Um, personally, I think it just depends. I mean, I think it will definitely be under consideration, but it depends on, like, you know, you're going to really have to go into background and, and really check it out. Um, me, personally, I probably wouldn't do it because I just don't – I just don't um, – agree with that i think you should never hit any woman um you know that's just not that's just not my type of thing you know you just couldn't you just shouldn't do that so um but i i believe in second chances though so you know if you think he's you know truly sorry for what he's done and he's looking to have a second opportunity and he's willing to put in the work to you know work in with the community and do things of that nature and talk about what he did and um yeah i mean i would consider it but then again, you have to look at what the NFL is going to do with them, too. Yeah, I understand that. Mm-hmm. This is where I'll, I'll defer. I, I would honestly love to have him here. Yeah, yes, his actions player. were wrong. Yeah. Very, very wrong. You shouldn't do that. I agree with it. But if you can get him and how Arians is, second a guy gives you second chances to prove that you're better, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind make, taking a shot at that. Like, why the hell not? I mean, mm-hmm. Ruben Foster just – did it repeatedly over and over and over and over again. Yeah, and he's on a team. And that's why he's on a team. Kareem Hunt is going to be on a team. What will the NFL do? I don't know, but would I give him the shot to show? Mm -hmm. Because before that, he had never really had anything, not that I know of. 
Right. Right. So if they look at it in his, in his past, it's, it's all clean. And he had this one incident where literally he was being a drunk idiot. Mm-hmm. And this girl's, I saw the video, the girl was antagonizing him big time. And then there was a guy in between trying to stop him. Yeah. And he's, he just probably yeah, overdid it. And yeah, when you watch the video, you're like screaming, just like, you're like, walk away, walk away, yeah. you know, go into your room and just lock the door or whatever. You know, you're the only one that has the key card. Just get in your room and, and go to sleep or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he was about to walk away and then he walks back and it's like, oh, it's just, you know, that's just, you know, personally from a character standpoint, I just, I don't, I don't want to associate with that. But then I, He's such a talent that I understand taking a risk on him, and and that's Arian's motto: no risk it, no biscuits. So I could I could definitely see it being something they definitely consider. Um, yeah, I mean, but not looking too much into it. Yes, it's wrong, hundred percent wrong to do. Would I value him as a player? Yes, if his morals change or not. I mean, even morals. Like if mm-hmm. he knows he was wrong, he owns up to it. He's made a path to say, okay, this is wrong, and he's actually. Because he's an image for the NFL. He, right. He's represented that. Everyone's looking at him. Mm-hmm. If he turns it all the way around and is like, oh, well, well, I was wrong. You should never do that. And he's actually a spokesperson against it. Well, then good. Mm-hmm. But player-wise, every, I guarantee every NFL team wants him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but I think that's going to do it. Uh, that answers all the questions, and we thank you for that. Uh, oh, one more question, actually. Oh, okay. Because I asked you off the air. I heard it on the radio. Someone, great question. What what would you do with uh, would you sign back Quan Alexander or would you stick with Kendall Beckwith at middle linebacker or considering we could see a lot more three four instead of just the four three and they like to be multiple have variable fronts would you let Quan go if he's asking for too much and just keep Beckwith or, or do you have the trust in Beckwith even coming back from that injury? Yeah, I mean, I think that's something they're going to have to evaluate both guys and really see where they're at. Um, you know, it'll be interesting. I think Quan, you know, they're going to have some options with Quan. I mean, I think they can definitely get him back for a reasonable price. Uh, you know, I think Jason Light being here still, I think that's going to play a big part into it because I think he really loves Quan Alexander, uh, especially what he brings as a leader. Um I think they'll be able to work out a contract where it is team friendly and definitely have him in the fold. As far as Beckwith, you know, not many people know this, but Beckwith was the middle linebacker at LSU. He beat out Quan Alexander for that spot. Quan was on the, on the strong side um, before he left, I believe. And, you know, he was actually the starter. Um, So, you know, I could see that where they could, they could make it. It'll be an interesting decision. I'll say that. But I love both players, so I hope they're both back. Especially going into this defense, I know how they're going to play. I think Quan's a, a perfect fit, and so is Beckwith. Yeah, like you said, a good leader. You yeah. need the leader. You need the passion in the locker room. And he, just those overall, he was not the the guy that's lazy. Yeah, just the overall depth. I think is what I'm looking at. I just don't want to lose a good talent, and I think Quan is a good talent. Um, and I think he, he's another guy that really hasn't been coached up properly. And I think he can be even better with the guys that they're bringing in here and he can be better in coverage. And I think that's something they'll work on. Same thing with Levante. I think Levante has, I think he's, he's in a good spot. I think he's going to continue to rise. Of course. Yeah. Levante's just been an unsung just star in this NFL and just, yeah, because he's been on such bad shitty teams. I think he's been see, able to, yeah, his numbers are going to jack up. Yeah. Yep. Jacked up yeah. <laughs> that. And then also Jason light, probably another good reason he's here because how good he is with contracts. Yeah. 
So I, I can guarantee he's going to give us a good good price mm-hmm. for Quan, or it's going to be back load or front loaded and right. just find ways with a signing bonus. He'll find a way to, to get him on the team. Yeah, absolutely, and that's why I'm not worried, you know, about the salary cap. They'll they'll do what's best for the team. Uh, but anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Be sure to follow us at Real Bucks Talk. Be sure to follow us on you know uh, iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, all at Real Bucks Talk to, uh, to find this episode. Be sure to leave us comments, shares, ratings, and reviews. We really appreciate that. Uh, and as always, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the football today. It should be great games. And go Bucks.